understanding that they will do what has to be done speedily, Lord, to bring recovery for those that are suffering today. Lord, we pray this prayer for everyone across the globe right now, every nation right now. Intervene, Lord, for your namesake. Intervene, Lord, that you get the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So once again, let me say good morning and welcome. I want to share with you on a very important subject this morning, interceding to save your loved ones. I know it's Mother's Day, and it has something to do with parenting. It has something to do with mothers, in, in, in you know, raising your children. And as parents, um, what is the what is our desire as parents? What do we want as parents, as fathers and mothers? And I want to share something very important. You know, as <coughs> excuse me. As a mother, <clears throat> as a mother, what will be the best gift that your children can give to you or your child can give to you this morning? That will be, uh, that will be lasting, that will be eternal, that will, be, that will have, have eternal value. What makes you a mother this morning? When you understand why you are a mother, what makes you a mother, the purpose of a mother, the role of a mother, and you understand God's intended purpose, you will ask yourself, what can my children give to me today that can make me joyful on the inside? I'm not talking about temporary things that will be of no value in a matter of time. I'm not talking about flowers and, uh, and you know uh, gifts and you know material things that is an expression of love but what will be uh, more important than all of these material things that people give and yet they are in a lost condition they are separated eternally and that's not the case. We, we want to change that this morning. So I want to take you into a passage of scripture and to show you a mother's intercession to save her child. That is the true essence of motherhood. <clears throat> your desire to be inseparable with your children. Not even death can separate you. And to know you have that bond where you'll never be separated for all eternity, even though you may be separated temporarily on the earth, eternally you will never be separated. That's the key. That's the best gift that you can receive from your child and you can give to your child. So I want to speak on that this morning. A mother's intercession to save her child. So the topic this morning, interceding to save your loved ones. <clears throat> Go with me to the book of Kings, Second Kings chapter 4, and make sure your children are there with you so you can witness to them while I speak to you. And you can examine yourself as a mother, as a father, as a parent in general. And we have the time this morning to sit and really 
meditate on the word of God this morning. You have nowhere to go but to focus on him and his word and be prayerful in your attitude this morning. Second Kings chapter 4. Second Kings chapter 4. Very interesting story here about, about this Shunammite woman and her desire for a son and desire for a family. And uh, when she got what she desired, tragedy struck, but she never forgot the promise God made to her. And here is a story. I'm just going to browse you very quickly. And read for verse 12. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken for to the king? Or to the captain of the host. And she answered. I dwell among my own people. And he said. What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered. Verily she has no child. And her husband is old. No child and her husband is old. And he said. Call her. And when he called her. She stood in the door. And he said. About this season. According to the time of life. Thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And, and the woman conceived, and bear a son at the season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. Verse 18 tells us, And when the child was grown, it fell on the day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. He was about six years old. And he said to his father, my head, my head. And he said to the lad, carry him to his mother. Take him to his mother. And when he had taken him to, and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. She, she held on to her son. And she tried to protect him. She was trying to protect her blessings. And look at verse 21. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. And shut the door about him. And went out. And she called unto her husband and said. Send me I pray thee one of thy young men. And <clears throat> one of the asses. That I may run to the man of God. And come again. I may go to the man of God and come again. I'll be back. Verse 23. And he said. Wherefore wilt thou go to him? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. She did not inform him of the incident. She was so confident that when she reached to the man of God, something is going to happen. Then she saddled the ass and said unto her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came to the man of God. <clears throat> To Mount Camel, and it came to pass when the man of God saw her far off that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is the Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, It is well. Now I'm going to stop there because of time. Now, here is a very interesting situation. Notice a question that, he, that Elisha asked. Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? 
Is it well with thy child? And she answered, It is well. That's a mother, that's a woman of faith. Now, here we see the story of a great woman who became a great mother. And what made her great? This woman recognized that Elisha was a holy prophet of God. And she addressed him as a holy prophet. In fact, it is the only place where a prophet was uh, addressed as a holy prophet. And by her hospitality, she was able to assist in sustaining the proclamation of God's word through Elisha. So Elisha wanted to bless her for her hospitality, her kindness, and for taking care of him and his servant Gehazi. So she had no son, or no, you know, no son at that point in time. And that was a great disappointment to her because no one in her family to receive their possession and their inheritance and was a great concern back then because you wanted to have children to uh, receive your inheritance. And I always mention today the reason why you want to have children is so that your legacy and your, and your history and your, um, and your inheritance and your position, what you labor for, can be inherited by your children and continue. So Elisha said to her, by this time next year, you shall embrace the son. So he prophesied to her, gave her a promise. She was a little bit concerned because she was growing old. Her husband was getting old. <clears throat> and she was thinking of the fact that, you know, very soon I may be a widow because my husband is old. That's why she mentioned he's old. And so, nevertheless, it came to pass. She conceived, had a son, and when the child grew, uh, the child fell sick and the child died. Now, the child was given to her as an evidence of God's grace and reliability of his word. Think about what Elijah said to her. And so now the child was evidence of God's grace and the reliability of the promise of God's word. And this child was suddenly taken from this woman. She lost a child. See, and that was a severe blow and a test to her faith. Her subsequent actions demonstrate the strength of her faith in the face of great calamity. Now think what I've just said there. Her demonstration of strength of her faith in the face of this great calamity. And this is what mothers need to exercise today we're in a we're in the midst of a calamity people are dying every day somebody's losing a son a daughter a mother a father we're in the midst of a pandemic a very difficult situation somebody's child somebody's son or daughter is dying every day and so she was in the midst of this situation and she pleaded she pleaded you know with the man of god so what she did before she went to the man of God, she took that dead child off her knees and placed that dead child on the bed of the man of God. There was a reason for that. So in this way, the woman uh, concealed the child's death from the rest of the family, the household, while she went to seek the prophet at whose word the child had been born. She was saying in her mind, you know, you give me this word. You prophesied to me. God give me this child. You give me the word. The word came into being. You made a promise to me for the 
for me to have this child and the purpose for me having this child. Now, I'm not giving up on that. I'm coming to you. We got to get this thing straightened out. So, this woman was determined, very determined to share her distress with no one but the prophet from whom she had received the promise of the birth of her son. So, a couple of things I want you to understand here. Here is a mother uh, who was confident that God's word cannot fail. Just like Abraham was confident that even though he sacrificed his son, God's word and promise concerning his descendant will not fail. This woman, the same measure of faith or even, I would say the same measure of faith because she believed in the resurrection of her son. Just like Abraham believed in the resurrection of his son. So she demonstrated the power of intercession all along the line. From the moment the child died, she began to intercede in her heart. And by her confession and her action was enough proof that she believed. And she was taking all the necessary uh, measure, measures to pursue the man of God who gave her that word. That's what we do in intercession today. We pursue God who, give us the, who gives us the promises. So she went to the man of God because she was given a promise. And she refused to give up on that promise. So let me take you through a journey this morning. In the same way, <clears throat> excuse me, in the same way, we need to be interceding to save our loved ones. So I want to speak to you on that subject this morning. Interceding to save your loved ones. You know, praying for the salvation of our loved ones. Salvation of their souls. You see, the salvation of our loved one is the dearest thing to our hearts. And to every mother, the best gift you can get from your child today is for that child to say to you, Mom, Dad, Mom, I'm serving the Lord. I give my life to Jesus. I'm living for Jesus. That's the best gift you can give to your mother today. And so what the Bible has to say about it. We all <clears throat> have loved ones that need to be saved. All of us. Loved ones, relatives, immediate family or relatives. But we need to pray effectively for them. And I want to encourage all mothers, all fathers and everybody who has a concern for their loved ones, your sibling, somebody you know you love and is not saved today, the most important thing in a human's, in the life of a human being this morning is to be saved, be saved. And so let's begin with the promise of God that you, your loved one will be saved and can be saved. Understand that your loved ones can be saved will be saved and can be saved. So let me take you some scriptures and show you some promises of God that you can hold on to. And I pray you write down these scriptures and as parents, you know, and as and for anybody who's concerned about your loved ones, hold on to these scriptures and, and pray it into being. Believe God, just as this Shunammite woman who held on to the promise of the man of God, the word that Elisha gave to her, she held on to that in spite of what she saw and what she was experiencing, she never gave up on that promise. She went to the man of God. You read the story in that chapter. She went to the man of God and said, you told me I'm going to have a son and, 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 and now he's dead. 
you, I told you don't lie to me and the man of God came and you know what went on he went and went on the bed he went there and he laid on the child and the child recovered the child was resurrected from the dead and he gave her back gave the child back to the, to the mother because she refused to accept death well you have to be like that refuse to accept your children dying in their sins and going to hell and you have to stand in the gap well here is the promise that God has given us in Isaiah chapter 49 verse 25 get in the Bible turn to it very quickly Isaiah 49 verse 25 it says this is the promise to save God gives us a promise here to save our children he says but thus said the Lord here what he says but thus said the Lord even the captive of the mighty the captive of the mighty that's your children that are captivated by the enemy shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible the prey there that's your children the prey of the terrible shall be delivered for I will contend with him that contended with thee and watch what he says and I will what save thy children that's the promise of God that's what every mother needs to hold on to that's what every father every parent needs to hold on to so God takes up the case of his people so you bring your case before him he's like a lawyer Jesus is like a lawyer you bring your case before him and he takes up your case and go before the father he's an intercession intercessor he's interceding for you as you intercede for your children and he's taking your case he's ministering to your cause he will defend their cause amen so you go before God you say Lord you promised to save my children you promised to save my son my daughter and Lord I'm bringing my case before you just as this Shunammite brought her case before the man of God who made the promise to her we need to take our cases before God who promised to save our children let me take you to another beautiful scripture in Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13 the promise of peace watch this now and all thy children notice that all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace the peace of thy children wouldn't you like to see your children enjoy the peace of God in a troubled world with all these calamities and tragedies and all these bad things happening people are getting killed and violence and crime and you name it it's all pouring out there in these perilous times wouldn't you be happy to know that your child your children is living in peace because they have the peace of God that passes all understanding the peace of God that's God in their hearts and mind that's what you need to, to understand that's what you want to pursue that's the passion you have you have to understand mothers and parents and everyone who has this same passion you have to understand that when we go before God we must go with a sense of desperation to see God's manifestation in our lives fulfilling his promise we can't go with a lackadaisical spirit we can't go there with a careless spirit and, and utter a few words that, that are meaningless we must go with a desperation we must go and must cry out cry out that's what intercession intercession is going through the pain of a birth pang to give birth to something and that's the kind of intercession God is looking for when we can intercede for our children imagine what is going on with our children on the streets and in our community today if they had parents that are interceding 
and praying and seeking God for the salvation of the souls. You think we'd have all these criminal activities today? No. But it's hard to find people, hard to find parents that are really seeking the Lord. The parents and the, the, the parents are also involved in all kind of a, uh, evil things. And this is why it is falling on the street. But here is a beautiful promise in Isaiah 59 and verse 21. This is the covenant of his spirit. We see the covenant of his spirit. So Isaiah 54, 13, we see the promise of peace when we intercede for our loved ones. And Isaiah 59, 21, we see the covenant of his spirit when we intercede. We intercede because of our covenant relationship with the Lord. He said, as for me, this is my covenant with them all right said the lord so god made he made a covenant with us he says my spirit that is upon thee and my words which i have put in thy mouth notice what the scripture is saying let the let the scripture let the word be meaningful to us today he says my spirit that i that is upon thee and my words which i have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth nor out of the mouth of thy what seed your children not nor out of the mouth of thy seeds seeds who's that that your grandchildren said the lord from henceforth and forever this is god we are talking about this is god's promise to us that when we pray and we intercede by the spirit of god because of that covenant with god the covenant with god the covenant with the spirit he says his word, we are now, we, we now, uh, have, we now have the authority to speak the word that God puts in our mouth, which is his, which are his promises. And that promise must not depart from us. And we speak it over our children, speak it to our children. That's our seed and to our, our and, and, and to our seed, seeds, our children, children's children. So our children and our grandchildren. So God is a covenant-keeping God. The covenant of His Spirit. Now, God is a, uh, he's a covenant-making God. He keeps covenant. He makes covenant and He keeps covenant. Amen. So let's go to Psalm 102. And let me show you what I'm talking about. God is a covenant-making uh, and covenant-keeping God. It says in Psalm 102 verse 28, They shall be established before you before you god wants to establish your children before you hear what it says the children of the servant shall continue amen the children of thy servant shall continue and their seed shall be established before who before thee that means you will live to see your children Grow and establish in the Lord before you die. Right before your very eyes. You want to see your children be saved. Mothers, this is the best gift you can have. To see your child being established in the Lord before your very eyes. Let me read again. The children of thy servant shall continue and their seed shall be established before thee. See, there's a promise for our children and our grandchildren to be established in the Lord. Amen. He said, after you suffer for a while, he said, he shall establish you and perfect you. Glory to God. Because the Lord does not change. He does not change. And if he, if, 
promised the same thing to same things to the Israelites. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And the blessings of Abraham that is upon the Israelites and the Jew, and the Jewish people and God's chosen people, that same blessing of Abraham is upon us. This is why we can claim that those promises and believe it and establish it in our lives. Amen. So he's he's a God who does not change. And because the Lord does not change, our future is secured. Our children's future is secured. Secured. He said, He is a covenant keeping God. He's a God of covenants. When God makes a covenant, He does not break it. He does not break it. This is why the Bible says, He says, I am the Lord thy God, I change it not. Because the human life got to understand this because the human life is so short the psalmist said something very important in that, in that same psalm you back down go back down drop down to verse 24 he says i said oh my lord my god do not take me away in the midst of my days your your years are throughout all generation so here the psalmist is is is, is comparing something here now he said lord my life is short, my days are short, but do not take me in the midst of my years. Let my children be established before me, before my very eyes, before I leave this world. And that's what the psalmist is saying. It's a beautiful psalm. Read it in its context and you understand it better because I don't have time to elaborate. There's so much in this psalm. But here it says that he, you know, he was pleading with the Lord, Oh my God, do not take me away in the midst of my days. You don't want to die in the midst of your days, before your time. You want to see your children established. You want to see your children strong in the Lord and serving the Lord. That's the greatest joy you can leave this world with. And he says, God said, I will establish your children before you. So he prayed this prayer before in verse 24. And God said this in verse um, verse 28, given the promise. So God, God promised to establish your children before you leave this world. Another thing I want you to understand is that our loved one is a covenant promise. Our loved ones, uh, you know, the Bible tells us, it's a covenant promise that God made with you. He gave you that child. That child came from your womb. That child came into your family, into your life for a purpose. Not just because you didn't have anything to do. A life is a gift from God. And when we partake of the covenant, we come under the umbrella of for ourselves and our our family on the umbrella of God's protection. Let me show you something here, very important. Let me say this again. Our loved ones is a covenant promise of God. Now, remember, I'm talking about a covenant. So when we partake of that covenant, we come under the umbrella, not only for ourselves, but the umbrella for our families, our loved ones. That's why in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 3 God said uh, God says a lamb for each house notice that God told Moses uh, make sure that the church of Israel they sacrificed a lamb for each house the lamb there was to be a covenant of blood shed for each house he didn't say a lamb for an individual he said a lamb for a house. So the whole family, father, mother, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, came under the umbrella of that blood covenant. 
Amen. I hope you understand that. They came under the blood covenant of that uh, protection and that preservation and provision and promise of God. That's the umbrella protection. That's what we come into contact with. That's what we, we, we come into covenant relationship with, with God when we intercede. You remember Noah? Noah built an ark for the saving of his family. Hebrews eleven seven tells us that he built the ark not for himself, but for the saving of his family. He didn't build the ark for the animals. You know, people talk about the, the ark and the ark was built there for, so, for the animals. No, the animals were, they were God's idea. The God's idea. You know, God could have created more animals. But men, since human beings didn't want to, to receive uh, the, the message, God saved the animals. Listen, but God... Uh, he didn't, Noah didn't build the ark for the animals. The ark was built for the saving of his family. Amen. So when Noah entered the ark, God protected him. He came under the umbrella of the protection of the ark. He came under the protection because God, because of the one thing, the one thing that God made with him was the covenant. You see, the covenant. And this is what is important, and this is what we need to understand. When Noah entered the ark, God protected him because of one thing. What was that? The covenant. The almighty God. Our super supreme being. Our heavenly father. God almighty protected his family because of the covenant. And folks, we are in a covenant with God. Amen. And we are protected by that covenant. We are covered by that blood. We have the promises of God, the preservation of God, the dead angels cannot affect us. Sickness and 